I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. And welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 31. My name is Stephen Schultz, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. And you know I can't do it alone with us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. He's our resident tech. It's Joe Lara. How are you, buddy? Doing great, man. Doing great. Um, the uh, the weekend was fun because I got to hang out with one of the makers down in my... Uh, and my garrison, so Imperial Sands Garrison is down here in San Diego. Kind of goes up, maybe like Murrieta. That's kind of where it kind of, you know, SoCal desert area. Then it then it pours into LA and you and you guys. But um, but lucky to have David Neth. We've talked about him. He makes these amazing stands, uh, the metal stands. He's donated one to all of us, or given you know he's hooked us up with these amazing stands for our bad batch, um, helmets. But he's uh. There it is. Ramy's holding it up right there for those that can see. It's like the mm-hmm. skull ninety nine. It's it, with the leather, dude. It's it's epic. It's beautiful work. But David is freaking talented. It basically, I think, if we can clone Ramy, he would be <laughs> CT 0001 or something. I don't know. He'd be he'd be that guy um, based off of Ramy because um, he's like the first at everything he does is like almost perfect. It's it's crazy good. So he's making a Cad Bane Bad Batch version. If you saw Cad Bane, if you remember Cad Bane in season one, uh, when him and Hunter had this really cool duel, <laughs> kind of reminiscent of what we thought would maybe be Boba, you know, the, those those uh those those videos that we saw. When he totally kicks Hunter's butt. Dude. Yeah, he needs to he needs redemption. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna get it. But um anyways, he's making he's making not only the armor. But also pouring a latex mask. Mask. He's trying to make a mask. It's, it's, it's so good. But to make the mask, you have to sculpt. So he's sculpting for the first time, then making the mold, and then making the mask. And he's doing it all from scratch, from nothing, with no background experience, mind you. Like, mm-hmm. so he, he calls me up saying, "Dude, let's get together. I need some help." I'm like, "How can I help you? Yeah. Like, dude, you need to help I'm me." Help. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, "I just wanted some help and just some ideas on on animated." paint and i'm like dude that's like one of the easiest things you could do animation paint is ridiculously easy compared to what you guys do and uh but it was cool to hang out see him he gave me this really cool sticker he's he has a boba which is amazing but he's also all in on this cad bane so he uh he invested in that really cool logo really cool to see and um and then also david ryan he's another really great maker down here in imperial sands um has a has just a great customer, really good at sewing, and the, and he just invested in this really crazy sewing machine. So that's just got me excited. Long story short, I was super hyped to hang with these guys, and it just fuels me to keep going. 
I think it's that that was kind of the essence of of the weekend. So, and then my older son's in town, so that's fun too. Nice, dude. Right. You had like your own little mini workbench session over the weekend, and yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen some of uh, David's. Uh, I've been following his progress on that Cad Bane, and you know when he was like. 3d printing the armor and then casting that in rubber. I was like, Oh, that's cool. I've seen that before. You know, that that's really cool that he's, it's his first time doing it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't want to say I was dismissive of it, but it's, it's, it's nothing new that I haven't seen. But then when I saw him sculpting the Cad Bane out of clay, yeah. I was like, Oh crap, this guy, this is talent right here. This is someone to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah and he's just been every move that he's been making his, he's been surprising me. Um, he, he, I was one of those people that got a little scared from his post today when he was talking about how, like he was demolding it, taking out all the clay mm-hmm. and he's like, and he's all, and did I mess up the mold dot, dot, dot. And then the next thing was like, nope, psych. Perfect. <laughs> I was like, Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. He, um, but yeah, he's so good. You almost hate him, but he's so nice. You can't like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just such a good dude. Uh, great, beautiful wife, great wife, great personality, great couple. Um, good. Is he coming into London? Yeah, him and uh, him and his wife Alex are coming out to London. So super excited to hang. And what I want to nice. see is a great photo shoot with Hunter and 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 him. Like, yeah, we get to see the rematch. I want to see the rematch, but live. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and we'll see what happens. We could do multiple versions, John. We could make it you know, the what if version maybe for you to make you happy, but bananas in the holsters. Yeah. See, season's uh, not over. We could see Cad Bane before the end of the season. You never know. I'm telling you, man, it's going to happen. Maybe he's the, maybe he's the one Cad and Cad and Boba come scoop up. Omega. Omega. Um, you know him as echo. It's Ramey Shanaday. How are you, buddy? How about you? So oh, your uh, your scenery is different. Yes, I am. This is my first episode recording in the new studio. Um, I'm totally digging it. Shout out to my wife Georgie, mm-hmm. who has been busting her butt nonstop helping me. She painted the walls in here like overnight one evening, and she like scrubbed the garage floors like by hand on her hands and knees and. Yeah, I was wow. just like, okay, you're crazy, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so so for for our listeners, Steven's got a new new studio in his his garage, and he was showing us before, and it's like, it's it's full on sound booth, like there's the acoustic foam on all the, the walls, and it's like shelving yep. and lighting and everything. Yeah, I think you're going for going to try and uh, outdo D. Bradley Baker with his setup. Uh, <laughs> well, once my once all my LEDs are in. And we'll then, see. and then I, I see the stained glass piece showcased behind you. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and make, so I have, um, I have one, two, three, four, five shelves behind me and I want to kind of do one shelf like as a theme. So for the bottom shelf that, that the, that the listeners and the, and the watchers can see behind me, I kind of want to make that the shelf of all of our dad batch approved listener affiliates, you know, like you know, uh, pieces of melee and, and Amber, they make the stained glass pieces, you know, David makes the stands, the the helmet stands, you know, just stuff like that. I want to put that stuff behind me and kind of showcase it uh, every week and rotate it in and out. Mm -hmm. Nice. And speak, 
Well, what's up, man? How's how are you? How's I'm the good. family? Everybody's good. I'm the only one home, and they're all off working on stuff that they can't talk about. Um, the <laughs> the uh, dude, Ray, hold on, hold on. Ramy Shanaday, he's got so many NDAs. His family has NDAs. <laughs> they they finally just made me sign a blanket one. I don't, Quite I don't know that I have to sign. Oh. I don't know that I have to sign one anymore after this. An umbrella. Um, yeah. Umbrella NDA. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're all, they're, they're down in South here working on stuff and they'll be gone all weekend. Um, I'll be gone all weekend. I, it's coincidentally enough, I will be trooping in the Imperial Sands garrison on Saturday. So I don't think you're making it out for this one, Joe, but I'm sorry, I'm going to miss you. But, uh, but they, there's a big air show at the El Centro air base out there every year. And I've done this event before and it's like, sometimes it's been so hot that we had troopers literally like pass out with a heat stroke, but then I, I think the weather's looking perfect this year. So, um, yeah. and they're, they're hooking us up. Like we're going to be staying on the base overnight and, and like, it's going to be, they're rolling out the red carpet. It's going to be great. We've got a big, big contingent of folks from Southern California garrison coming down there to troop with Imperial Sands. So, which That's gonna be used to all be one, it used to all be one garrison. Like shortly before I joined years and years ago, um, what was originally the San Diego squad broke off and became the Imperial Sands garrison. So, um, prior to that, it was all part of SCG. So. I can never, I can never refer to it as as Imperial Sands. Every time I refer to it in my mind, it's always San Diego Squad, mm. and then I blank out when I'm trying to remember not to say that, but to say Imperial Sands. Yeah, Garrison. yeah. I think it's been it's been a minute since all that happened, so I think all that's ancient history now. I've also got I I picked these up. I was thinking of you, Joe. I got it's uh, Sour Patch Bunnies. Bunnies. Ooh. So they the flavors and everything like they taste just like normal sour patch kids. So there's nothing unique as far as they taste like rabbits. They they don't taste they don't taste like bunnies. I was disappointed in that. Um, (laughs) They just taste like normal sour patch kids, but they're shaped like bunnies, so that's kind of cool. You guys have had a rabbit before. I've had rabbits. Actually, not bad. Pretty good. Rabbits tastes like chicken. Yeah. All right. Shh. Shh. Quiet. You guys smell that? It's Hunter. John Rodriguez. How are you, man? Good. Weird. <laughs> I was I was channeling channeling my inner hunter inner inner hunter. And here I thought it was oh, Ray weird. from Ghostbusters. Listen, you smell that? <laughs> like, where's it going with that? What's <laughs> up, um, so, man? How are you? Uh, I'm all right. Um, I've been playing look, a little bit you look, of. You look like ten pounds lighter, bro. You got rid of some <laughs> facial hair. Well, yeah, I got rid of the uh, the gigantic creature that was on my face. Dude, that was like ten pounds. Um, yeah, it was a Dude, big. You one. look like you're twenty. You look like you're twenty four yeah, again. Definitely yeah. went back in time. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, the hair's different too. Everything. I'm like, I don't. Okay, I don't so like I'm I'm assuming because you shaved, the day job that you can't talk about yet is over, right? <laughs> my my portion is yeah. Okay, and then so now you're back to helmets. Yep. And your regular nine to five. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. For now, for now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. It's going to be a big old switcheroo soon. But, Is uh, that the plan? But yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I want to do the background stuff full time. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it, it has been so far. And um, yeah, and my regular job is not very fun at all. So, you know, no, I mean, whatever. Who's, who's is, right? But you know what? I mean, that's that's pretty awesome, man. Like, you are following a dream that 
thousands, if not millions have had to come to LA and, and pursue the whole acting thing. And, and for you, it's kind of just happening. Yeah. I mean, it's something I've thought about for a long time, but never pulled the trigger on. And I'm, I, I feel like a little bit like the years have sort of passed by and I'm getting a little old. So maybe, um, if not now, then when, you know, and I know Rami's laughing, you know, getting old, whatever. Uh, Thanks, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, no, no. I, I didn't mean it like that. You guys are not old. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? I feel, I feel that my, you're you know, the youngest one in here. You know that, right? I'm older than you, aren't I? By like a day. No. Only, yeah, yeah, barely. <laughs> uh, uh, barely. <laughs> an inch or a mile, a win's a win. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Um, You're working. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, whatever. The background stuff's awesome, and um, the helmet stuff's always awesome, too. I've got a few in here that I'm looking at. But yeah. Right on, dude. Well, whatever it is, I'm sure your autograph's going to be worth something one day. So just keep signing those things for me so I can put it in storage. Yep. <laughs> All righty. Um, let's see. Uh, next up, we have Brian Cook, who's not here presently, but he uh, he promised that he was going to drop by in, uh, in the show later uh, for probably our episode review, but we'll see we about that. See. Other than that, um, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to rep your support for the show, pick up one of our new t-shirts or hoodies at thedadbatch.com. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah. I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, gentlemen, who is working on what? Um, yeah, uh, the belt came in uh, for my hunter costume from uh, Corollian Dry Goods. Um, and it's beautiful. It's amazing. I've always wanted a, a belt rig from him, but I've never had a costume that needed one. Like, I'm never is doing he... a Han Solo, as, as far as I know. What? Is he in Florida? Where's he at? Uh, no, I think he's in the Midwest. Somewhere. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, he's the guy. Okay. But I, 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 shoot, I, I remember looking at it, but I don't remember now. But I, I think he's somewhere in the Midwest. Um, but yeah, so that came in, so I was able to sort of start um, mapping stuff out. I, I attached the uh, the side pieces that go, you know, under the belt and stuff. And um, <laughs> as as far as I've got the costume right now, there's still so much to go because. Uh, fitment and and you know certain things being on a on a suit that's not very stiff it's not like a mandalorian um you know the fabric that's super thick and stiff it's it's just like a work one one you know onesie i don't know what they call them uh it's just a jumpsuit Co yeah. coveralls yeah coveralls. Yeah, yeah coveralls whatever it's a onesie a, a onesie with built-in um <laughs> but yeah hunter, yeah hunter so, so there's, there's some challenges yeah and trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah, there's a couple things I'm trying to figure out, but it should be doable in time to make it to London. Um, John, do you do you know how to sew? I can hand sew a little bit, like, you know, hand stitch certain things, uh -huh. but not like I, I wouldn't want to do that to like so, Velcro on pants or something. So like for any of your soft good needs, you have to go to... Someone, like Remy yeah. or 
Yeah, it's to somebody. Okay. Yeah, essentially. But I, I, I return the favor, if possible, by painting stuff for them if they need it. <laughs> Painting, printing, making. <laughs> or pay them, whatever, if possible. We might yeah. need to set up one more, like, last-ditch last. sewing sewing day here or something. Well, I have Kiefer coming over on Friday, and he said he's going to bring ah. his sewing machine. He's like, he's like, do you need me to sew those? I'm like, dude, if you could. There you so go. shout out to Kiefer for uh, offering and um, doing that in the future. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But if I can get that, I'll attach those, and so those won't move anymore. It, it's man, it do, I, it feels a little weird. The costume, it doesn't feel quite right. You know, it doesn't yet. feel like a clone. Definitely it not. Well, I, it shouldn't, should it? Well, I mean, it doesn't feel like a clone, and it doesn't feel like a Mando. It feels like it feels like something something I've never, else, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's something totally not normal. <laughs> it feels it feels wrong almost, but it but does not. You know, not not in a, not like I shouldn't do this. It just feels like this. I don't know. It should be different. It feels like it should be different. I don't know. You, you know. You know what? Uh, I, I guess so. When, uh, those that don't know that have never put on. I guess like Star Wars Clone armor. armor. Yeah. There, there's, there's certain things that are expected. Like if it's going to be like a soldier of some sort, so you're going to have like thighs, shins, a chest, a back, and there's those elements in these season two costumes. But I, I think the only thing I can relate it to is I don't know if you've ever, if you guys cook or maybe maybe you do projects at at the house or whatever. But there's a point of no return where you go too far. Maybe it's like creating an ingredient or trying to figure out a, a recipe for something. And you just go too far and you keep adding stuff and keep adding stuff. And you're like, what the hell am I making? I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but that's almost like what it feels like to put this stuff on. Is there's so many <laughs> layers of stuff and you're like, wait, I should have stopped putting on things in this costume a long time ago. But And there's no to- blueprint neither. There's no, because a clone trooper, you can kind of assume like, okay, this goes here, obviously, and you know, whatever. Uh, but for this costume, it's like, you're just, you're guessing. Like straight up, guessing. like you know, like how how to wear certain things and how to you know how how to make things believable and, and not you know because it's not I, just the know, look; I, it's so. also the functionality of it. We we need it to wear the and, thing, yeah, <laughs> and it At needs minimum. to last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's a lot of challenge. Yeah. Has there has there ever been other costumes in Star Wars like ours, like can like can canonically on screen? Not like OC Mandos or anything, but um, maybe, I guess not. Maybe some of the old legacy bounty hunters, um, or or like maybe some Asagarera's partisans, or like like those, yeah, like they're almost like denizen style right. costumes where they're there just kit bashed from random things, like half TK and half soft mm, goods, so. kind of a thing. Denizen, right. that's it. But nothing that nothing that we've seen the costume clubs come up with. No. No. The, de- so, the denizens group is the closest thing. This is this is kind of like all new territory. I mean, for me, for us, I know it's new territory, but mm-hmm. it might just be new territory for cost, for Star Wars costuming in general. I think so. A lot of guesswork. Yep. Uh, for me, uh, John, were you done? Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I mean, didn't um, do much start- else started painting the armor and, and I feel good about this, this sizing. So tried it out without paint, then got some paint down. Haven't done any weathering at all. Just trying to figure out the rigging to it. And so I think with uh, season one tech, there's some leather straps that kind of come down the front. Those are, those are not 
on this kit at all. And I, and I actually relied on those leather straps to hold certain pieces together. Now that those leather straps are no longer present, I have to come up with other solutions to hold my stuff together. And the last thing you want is to come up with a really good look, have it look decent, walk around, maybe do a troop, get to London and things just fall apart and unravel. Like that's the worst feeling. Um, I think we've all kind of like when my cod piece fell off your butt. That's any oh, no. my butt and my cod piece fell off on the sidewalk on the way back to the hotel. You, you were basically a, a clone Winnie the Pooh, just no pants at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I just picture you like, you know, like every parents had that, that moment where like the kids like walking with the diaper down around their ankles, just kind of like ba- <laughs> baby stepping because they can't like the, so I, this is the picture in my head. No, thanks for that. <laughs> It wasn't a full diaper though, so it wasn't it wasn't like hanging, hanging. Oh, it was just I think, a, I think it was I just told, a, he was just kind of kicking them along, just kicking them along. I, I think I told uh, Brian's wife Tori if I, I remember asking her, "Can you hold my butt?" <laughs> and then I handed it to her. That's right. I forgot about that. We were like outside, right? It was at the end of the day, though. I think it wasn't like. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. You're right. That's funny. That's funny. Um. So yeah, we're gonna have to do a test drive at WonderCon. That's so, what I'm thinking. Yeah. So. So one of the things that I tried out too, um, I love the vest and the shirt that Ramey made. As I'm putting all these layers on, I'm looking at everything and I'm like, something doesn't, doesn't look quite right. And so I tried. Um, a typical clone has like a compression shirt. It's a little bit more tighter in compression. Um, Tech has a similar type shirt. And so I tried just a solid gray compression shirt just to see... The, the the overall shape and and it looked better it looked more fitting to the character so now i'm trying to actually i'm taking a lesson from Ramy. i actually got two white compression shirts and two gray compression shirts i got two of each so i can mess with one and experiment with one hmm. um before i go and do it hopefully right <laughs> the first time on another pair on another set but um but i need to get some the stretchable um thread a thread that's made for that kind of stretchable material and then by the right needle so i'm going to go to joanne's probably tomorrow spend probably like 10 bucks on some stuff and try to kind of i'm i'm serious like ramey kind of helped me um figure out and so i got one of the shirts and totally undid it and so now i have pieces of shirt kind of laid out as patterns and i'm just going to kind of draw on it and uh and try to reverse engineer this thing so we'll, we'll see how that goes I don't know. We'll try. If if you don't get the thread that stretches, you can also do like a zigzag stitch that will have a little bit. Oh, okay. of, that'll give you a little bit of give, even yeah. with normal thread. Okay. okay, I remember. I remember that setting. Okay, cool. I'll keep that in mind. But yeah, so I'm gonna experiment. Like, I, like I, my sewing sucks, so I shouldn't even be trying this. But it's it's under so many layers. I think I can get away with it potentially. If I so there's a, there's a certain level where I'll be satisfied with. Um, definitely not for approval, but I'm trying to get to London right now. You know, approval is a different, a different measure. There's always super glue, man. To my body. You could just, yeah, we'll just super glue it to you. <laughs> Done that. <laughs> so we did a celebration last year. Oh, you, you super glued parts to oh. your head. Yeah. The little, the little socket round sockets were, we used Zappa gap on my head. Yikes. Nick. We suffer for it our craft. Off. It was fine. Which skin? I think you did that for your Darth Maul horns too, I had right? I super glued the Darth Maul horns on too. Because that doggone cosmetic glue stuff just doesn't work great. I have some medical grade stuff yeah. now though, so. 
I just couldn't find it for celebration because we just moved, but I know where it's at now. So. Um, on my workbench, so been doing some sewing, uh, although not for me. I, if, so I made the, uh, the, the red shirt that Omega wears. So, uh, we've been seeing pictures of the, uh, of the jacket that got made for, for Levi's Omega costume. And that came out amazing. Um, I'm not, not as sophisticated. I made the shirt, which came out fine. <laughs> so the red shirt that goes under that, and then the same fabric will be kind of the wrap on her arm. Um, which I think a lot of people have said needs to just be considered uh, some of Hunter's like headband kind of wrap. Um, but oh, no. uh, but then the other piece that I made, um, and there's pictures up on on Instagram of this, is the poncho. So in the in the episode where they were on Coruscant and uh, Omega was was walking around with uh, with Rio Chuchi, um, she had that poncho on, and so ink. it's yeah, it's okay. it's got nice. like it's like blue and different shades of blue and, and pink and there's gold details all on it and everything. So I, a couple of weekends ago, I got the poncho itself made. And then this past weekend I spent all day Sunday hand painting the details onto that. And let me tell you that took forever and I'm still not done. Um, so a lot of respect for folks that hand paint stuff because that was a lot of work and, uh, and, and no, no end in sight still. So got more to paint. Welcome to hell. Yeah, it looked great, man. It was uh, <laughs> I loved I loved seeing the updates to that. And Brian was getting so excited um, with every time you you showed uh, progress on that. Was that metallic gold paint? That yes, you were it, yes, using? it is. <laughs> man, it there's a good. little bit of there's a little bit of glitter in the other colors too. Um, so it really makes them bright. But but yeah, the gold is is very metallic. So and it takes like two coats. So I kind of have to paint it and then go back over and kind of. And that's part of it. Like, I haven't gone back and done the second coat on a lot of it. So, but, but it worked out because, you know, the animation. So we were talking about like kind of painting this animation stuff is I, Joe said it's easy. I don't know that I'd say it's easy. It's just different. It's a technique. It's another technique. Um, but the brush strokes work to your advantage with this animated style. So we've got, you know, just to, to have that detail kind of the, and see the brush strokes and an extra little dark spot here or there, it works to the aesthetic. So it came out, came out good. I was going to say uh, just real quick on the, on the, on the painting of animation. I don't, I don't want to say that it's too easy. I guess everything takes some sort of skill, but um, one of the best out there, anybody that's listening to this on Instagram, she goes by the name of fives on one of her story highlights. She has a, she, she painted a, a really great Rex um, clone and, um, but, but she has a tutorial and one of her highlights, that's perfect. It, it's exactly what, how I learned how to paint clone. And there's, there's a process with overspray and then sandpaper and whatnot. I think that's what gets me going. Um, I learned that process with waxer and then with doing tech now, there's a lot more detail in this style of animation than there ever has been in the clone wars. Mm-hmm. And so we're having to now do brush strokes with actual paint and acrylics and, and do different things. But, but I think the base layer of clone animation is a really good place is like the name of fives Instagram. So anybody that follows her, check out one of her story highlights. I, I think it's the furthest one to the right. It's, um, that's what I was showing David Meganeth. He was like, Hey, how do I paint Cad Bane? I'm like, dude, check out this highlight, watch it. And then I'll come see you and then we'll, we'll do it in, in person. So sorry, Remy, I didn't want to sidetrack no, too a, much. But just that's okay. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I had to, that I was going to bring up on, 
the workbench, and I think I'm not the only one that has one of these to show, is this thing. Oh, yeah. Oh. So oh. I know that at least a few of us got... Um, so so Eric, here's pink ceramics, makes these here's mugs. Here's pink ceramics. And uh, they're all handmade. They're all a little different, and he numbers them. And so I've got season two echo number one right here. Where, this thing's where's your number? Awesome. There is, yeah, I don't is it know. on the, it was, okay, that's, I don't have a number visible on the, the mug itself, but when I bought it, it says, right, 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 right. so, same, same. um, yeah, there's yeah. better be number there's, one. There's like a little, uh, a little bad batch skull in the corner and then, and you can see echoes visor and some of the details and it's got the orange, orange, um, kind of lines around it. And then I shout out to him for knowing that in the extended Arabesh alphabet, the CH actually has its own character. So you can spell echo with only three letters. So this, I'm holding it up to the camera right now, is it if you were to like the CH is very close to a K. So if you if you didn't know any better, it would look like EKO, but which kind of works too, but that is actually a CH. So it's E C H O. So and I think uh, you guys should have your names on there too, right? Same thing, Ramey. Yeah, you've got the same yeah. thing in so for, for the last character on yours, yeah. Yep. Mine's just Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> you could put think, you could put Jawa juice in here. Remember exactly, Jawa about? juice. Calf. Uh, whatever whatever your drink of choice. That's it. Um let's see, on my workbench this week, I finished my studio. So that's off the list now. <clears throat> the printer room, the dirty lab, is uh, is good to go. Just got to clean the printers a little bit, um, and I can start printing this week. Um, I ordered the brand new Hot Toys Wrecker Ooh. and Entech from Sideshow today. Um, I mean, I know... It's not in my hands yet. It's probably not going to be in my hands until September of next year. Maybe later. But I'm just so excited for those. I had to say it. Um, what did come in today, actually yesterday, but I unboxed it today. I ordered the um, Boba Fett helmet from EFX through Sideshow. It's the it's the precision cast replica. Oh, man. Ooh. Um, I have the, the Black Series Boba Fett Empire Strikes Back. And I always thought to myself, like, yeah, that's that's good enough. And I mean, it, it, it is pretty good. It's it's an amazing, uh, amazingly accurate helmet, especially for a toy. Right. But when compared to a precision cast replica, uh, I mean, it just pales in comparison to it. The visor, for one thing, is like like the, the Hasbro Black Series one. The visor is it's much larger. I mean, it's not has it's not like uh Ragnar <laughs> like you know the whole face but it is it is um quite larger than than the actual replica um the 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 ear caps are die cast or I, I'm sorry aluminum the range finder is aluminum the range finder topper is aluminum the whole thing is just it's beautiful um the only my only like gripe on it is the paint job because you know Boba Fett it's it's such a iconic and intricate paint job 
but you know, a company that's mass producing those helmets, they can't really do those paint jobs justice. Um, so I'm thinking about getting it repainted. Um, I don't know if there's anyone out there who would do consider doing a repaint of a Boba Fett to a more accurate. Boba okay. Wait, how much did you pay for this? No. Dare I ask? Okay. So the helmet itself <laughs> normally, normally is 400, which that's just the going rate for a, uh, an EFX precision cast replica. But I actually got it when Sideshow was having like their Black Friday special and I got it for half price. So, I mean, it's got electronics in it. It's got. All right. It's obviously lineage from a screen used helmet. Okay. Um, it's got the visor installed. So, it, I, and I know what you're getting at. I know what you're getting at. I know you know where I'm going. But, 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 but I know. if you got it for half price, honestly, that's what you would have paid for those raw parts anyway. So then to take that and turn around and repaint it, it's not like you're throwing money away. I just like, if you yeah. paid so much for this thing, like, and then you're going to turn and repaint it, just. Sell it no, and go get the parts. Sell it and go get the parts, and then. But if you've but got like parts said, that are good, like if it's metal and everything yeah, is legit, then, then exactly. you, yeah, you're fine because you're in the same price range that you would have been to just source those parts. Right. Honestly, probably better. It's probably a better deal than sourcing those. By the time you get metal even, parts, even the yeah. range. Yeah, even the range finder on it is the accurate. It's got the it's got the little micro switch on the bottom. Yeah. So that it only turns on when the antenna is fully all the way down, fully way down. down. Yeah, but it's good. Um, so okay, now that the workshop and the studio are good to go, I've got no more excuses to mm-hmm. work on anything else. That's right. But Wrecker. Yep. So uh, pressure's on for next week's workbench. I won't let you guys full, down. Full suit up for next week's workbench, right, Stephen? Ooh, oh, yeah, live yeah, on the show. Just, you know, Y'all heard it here up. first. <laughs> oh man, that's a my butt might drop, but yeah. <laughs> just we need to poo it. <laughs> We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. Okay. Uh, a lot of celebration news, which is a good thing since we've got celebration coming right around the corner. Um, originally we had somebody had like emailed customer support for celebration asking about streaming and like, would there be any, like would people staying at home be able to stream? And the response they got back made it sound like the answer to that was no. Um, the, the, the person who had originally shared that was kind of freaking out. I was like, just don't worry. Like, but they just don't know any better. Um, so we do have finally announced, they've announced that there will be live streaming um, that, that will be coming from the show. They always stream like the big panels, the smaller stuff, maybe not so much. Um, it's usually kind of spotty around and they'll have like spot crews that'll run around the convention and we'll be filming things. And then they'll splice that in at various times to what's going on on the um, like Star Wars live stage. That was that was the stage that was over by the Legion booths in Anaheim, for example. So um, so we know that they'll, that'll be streaming and that's actually there. It's like sponsored by... Uh, the Jedi survivor game. So I think that's kind of a media tie in to, to the game itself. We're starting to get merch drops. So we've got every, every celebration they do what they call the road to celebration where they will release like a t-shirt and three pin set, for example, that's based off of whatever theme the show is. And so obviously with, uh, 
this is the the anniversary of Return of the Jedi, so I'm pretty sure the theme is that. And we're actually seeing some of the merch lines up with that. So we've gotten a reveal of three different pin sets. My guess is there are shirts that go with these, but they haven't shown those yet. Um, so we've got one pin set that's R2-D2, Leia, and Wicket um, from Return of the Jedi. Another pin set that is Cassian, uh, B2 Emo, and Deidre. And then a third pin set that's the Armor, Din, and Bow. So um, again, and oh, and those drop on uh, Friday of this week. So anybody that's got a ticket to Celebration can um, go and sign in on their store once that drops and you'd be able to, to buy this. And usually, like we're super close. So usually this stuff kind of drops sooner so that you have it in hand. I don't know how they would do that this time around, but uh, so I'm, I'm curious. I'll be keeping my eye on that because I don't like, I don't know that I would trust them to ship anything fast enough at this point to get here before we leave. Where's the Bad Batch pin set? I'm sure they're yeah. like, you know, how, you know how it goes. They they like slowly reveal the less interesting ones early and then like the big ones they reveal oh. at the last minute. That's <laughs> yeah. like, that's why yeah. we don't have like, you know, Mark Hamill and Daisy Ridley as announcements for, for autographs yet because they save the best for last. So the Bad Batch will come out like, you know, the day before the show starts. Cause John, did you ever good. get your, your Hunter pin from Celebration nope. last year? Nope. Well, it was delayed, right? Or no, they canceled it. Yeah, they canceled it. Oof. So they, yeah, they, they I, like they had a they had a set that I think had Tech, Echo, and Wrecker. I want to say, and then I know I Cross, Cross Crosshair was a booth exclusive, which yeah. I got that that one. Oh, yeah. it was Hunter. It was Hunter and Omega were together. No, <sighs> someone said they they were too white or something. It was something really really stupid for the Hunter pin. Yeah, like and, their skin was too white, and yet they've. So they all the other it. ones had helmets on. Did those ones not? I guess Crosshair doesn't have a helmet. I don't think. I don't think Crosshair but, had but one. They're, they're, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to get into it. But <laughs> well, I, I bet you they're going to sell it at the Celebration store this year because the Celebration always does that. Like they always replenish the the merch store with stuff they couldn't sell before. Yeah, I got a bunch of Celebration nice. 2022 merch. That they just sold online because after the like it was all made, but by the time they had to cancel the show, they were like, "Well, we're not gonna. What are we gonna do with this stuff?" So they just sold it. So, um, we got some new guest announcements for celebration. Um, I think some of these, like some of these, are a couple weeks old. So if I repeat any that I had already said in previous weeks, forgive me. But um, we've got Michelle Ang, so Omega will be there. I'm, I'm, I gotta look. Is there a an official Michelle and D uh, team up photo? session yet there's gonna have to be if it's not there yet like that's we got to go full costume invade that picture just all of us yeah we got to run run right into it d's gonna be like oh no these guys again i think i think the show's (laughs) popular enough you know i think i think i was kind of concerned with season one that maybe it didn't hit it didn't land as well as maybe other shows but i think there's a good following for it now and it makes sense yeah well we'll get there i I think that there's some good news there because when we'll get to that in a little bit when we start talking about the uh, the panel announcements that we got. But um, in addition to Michelle Ang, we've got uh, Simon Cassianitis, who was Axe Woes. Um, yeah. We've got Warwick Davis, uh, Annabelle Davis, who was uh, Thromba, and, and uh, Denise Gao, uh, Deidre herself. So we've got those those announcements on top of the ones that we already had. So those are going to be good. So I, I, I see uh, it's just Emily25 and the the live stream she's like i need the deidre pin well now you need the deidre autograph too so um so we've got panel announcements for the big stages uh so we've got 
the Celebration Galaxy and Twins Sun stage announcements. And so I've got that on another window here. Okay, um, I'm not going to go through all of these. Obviously, there's some pretty big panels like, you know, they've got, um, you know, the, the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase. Uh, they've got a, like the, an and a making of Andor season one panel. There's an Ahsoka panel, um, ILM, uh, history of the return, 40 years of Return of the Jedi. So these are some of the bigger panels. Um, we've got a, uh, and this one's interesting. So on, uh, what day is this one on Saturday on the, uh, twin sons stage live from two to three, there's a, a panel called star Wars creator cosplay workshop. So, uh, Shauna Tripsick and, uh, Maria Sandoval, um, who do the costuming and, uh, and hair department. Uh, stuff for the Mandalorian. Uh, they are actually judging the cosplay contest this year. Um, and so prior, <laughs> prior to that is the, uh, is this panel. And so they're inviting cosplayers to come to this panel and, and they, they say in here that they'll, they'll, you know, give you a tune up before the big contest, but, but this would be an opportunity to meet those folks and, uh, and hear how they work on the show. So, um, so that one might be interesting to a lot of our listeners. Um, and then on, uh, there's a 15 year anniversary panel for clone wars, probably at, that's on uh, the galaxy stage. And that'll also be streamed to the twin sun stage. Um, that's on at the end of the day on Saturday. And then on, hey! <laughs> on Monday on the celebration stage, the big, so the biggest panel of each day is always like between 11 and 12 on that celebration stage. It's the first panel of each day. Um, so Monday's big panel is star Wars, the bad batch. So, um, Amy Ratcliffe will be the host of that one and we'll have, um, the head writer, uh, supervising director, uh, executive producers, and D and Michelle will both be there. So, um, that's the one that we got to try and invade. We'll be there too. And we're going to expect all of our, Dad Batch listeners to be there I am, as well. I am trying to work through official channels to actually coordinate like a big costume presence for that panel. So stay tuned. Um, I'll keep everybody posted. And if it doesn't work out officially, we may just do it unofficially anyways and just show up. So it'll be very difficult to say no to an army of all those Bad Batch costumers at the front door of that panel. So It's like it's basically how we got on, how we got in that panel last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. We found our way there. on this. Yeah. Not just like, in, but on stage. We are that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that dude came right up to me. He's like, do you guys want to go up? And I was like, yeah, we do. And he's like, all right, let's go. I'm like, all right, let's, let's do go. this. I mean, how that can you this. tell us no? Speaking, speaking of special guests. Crosshair. <laughs> Brian, how long are you going to be with us? Do we want to talk about stuff that, that you want to I talk got, about while I you're here or, or can you hang for a little time. bit? I got time. Okay. I'm here. You got time. Okay. I'm here. All right. We'll keep going down. We'll keep going down the news. Um, got a little bit of bad batch merch. As Steven mentioned, he pre-ordered the hot toys, uh, wrecker and tech. Those are out now. So we officially have all five, uh, members of the bad batch. Tech looking I guess tech. five of five, five of the six. We haven't seen an Omega yet. I could hope that, that they'd actually finish that I out. Want an Omega. I know. I want an Omega. They should. They should make it. But it would be such a small figure that I would want to see it as a two pack. It's so maybe like Omega or an Gonky. Um, an Omega and Gonky two pack. Yes. Oh, Gonky. Oh. That just blew Steven's go. mind. <laughs> what about the other droid? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Take my money now, hot toys. Easy. Yeah, easy. 
It should yeah. be all three. Yeah, of them. it would be season one, so it would be probably AZ. Dude, Gonky would be Gonky dope. Gonky would be, but I want Gonk too. Is there is there a Gonky sideshow? That'd be. I think there, that would go really well. There actually. is a there is a Gonky. Hot Toys does make a Gonk droid, um, so they could just do a repaint of that. Be easy. There you go. Does does the, I didn't know? Didn't look. Does the record come with Lula? I'm out. Mm. <laughs> Forget it. I'll have to. I'll have Omega to get one made. I was gonna buy it. I can't. I was gonna buy it long. for Lula and then just eBay record. I just what. You know what's so cool is um, what's cool about that announcement, Brami, is um, you know we we actually saw all all of these figures in person. Uh, That's right. Right, but yeah. they all had their helmets on. Yeah, and now we got to see the facial features, which is pretty freaking cool. Like, yeah, I got I I kind of wish that the tech looked a little more like you though, Joe. It feels weird to I see mean, tech and him not look. Like he you. does look it. I swear, like I feel like looks I like feel Eve. like all the yeah, all the Hot Toys faces look like a variation of Tamora Morrison. They do, except for Tech. I feel like <laughs> that totally one looks like Dean. It yeah. looks like Dean. Totally it they they got D and Tamora, and they just said, "There you go." Yeah, they yeah. used one of those apps. D was probably like, "Just give me Tech." Together. I'm pretty sure that Hot Toys was listening to our holiday special episode. <laughs> I mean, when when D D said that he's most like Facts. tech, Facts. more yeah. than likely. Yeah. I'm moving on down through the news. So uh, it's a tangential, but but somewhat relevant. So Adam Driver's got a new movie um, coming out. Uh, it's I want to see that. Called 65. It actually looks pretty good. Um, they he was doing a an interview for ComicBook.com. And he was asked like which about which one was more immersive between the kind of the onset experience between Star Wars and 65. So so here's what he had to say. He says, well, I mean, Star Wars is different because even though there's a lot of green screen, they build a lot of the sets. So they did a good job in keeping it really practical. So it's easy to spend, suspend disbelief. In 65, we did a lot of stuff everywhere that was really beautiful. But in particular, we're in New Orleans and the swamp adds another level of immersion. To perhaps tie things to Star Wars in an unexpected way, Driver continued by describing some of the bizarre wildlife that existed where they shot 65. Um, and and <laughs> he, he goes on, I'm not going to read it all because it's kind of long, but he goes on to talk about there's this type of rat that makes a sound like a child crying. So he's like, we're out there filming at like two in the morning and you just hear this sound out in the abyss and it just sounds like you're on another planet. So he said that like that actually helped but it made him think of star wars and like the weird creature sounds that are there but it also really helped him sort of detach himself from earth and put himself in this alien environment even though it was actually i think earth anyways but dude i'm, I'm waiting for uh, chris pratt to cameo because it's going to be basically jurassic and kylo you know but, <laughs> um, i'm down i'm down right so you know the uh, you know that intro that they play at the beginning of all of the the shows that's got like it flashes the different characters and they're sort of like metallic looking and it's kind of the new the one Star with Wars in intro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the helmets. Yeah. Do you guys notice anything different about that lately? No. They actually re- they swapped out some of the characters and I think they actually do this a lot. They they, they change it around depending on what it is. However, they do it based on the show. I think. How, yeah. However, this is the fir- we're now seeing one for the first time that doesn't have any sequel trilogy stuff in it at all. So the predominantly used Ooh. one up until now showed in this order, I think, um, Vader, BB-8, C-3PO, yeah. Kylo, R2-D2, a pilot, a biker scout, Phasma, and then the Mandalorian. Now, um, and they're slightly 
they're slightly zoomed out versions of them. So you see a little more detail. It's not quite so close up, but um, we still have Vader, uh, but then R2-D2 instead of BB-8, uh, Fennec Shand, a TIE pilot, Bo-Katan, IG-11, I'll say. Hard to 11. say if it's 11 or 88, Probably. but uh, uh, then, then the biker scout again in the same spot, uh, the armor instead of Phasma, and then Din again at the end. Depends on the show for so, sure. Because Bad Batch, I was it, just looking at interesting, it. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and I have seen there is a variation. I think the Bad Batch one does show Bad Batch characters. But again, I think this is the first time that we've seen one without um, any sequel character, sequel era stuff at all. I did have to pause it last week. And I got schooled by my my little kid because I had to pause it on the Fennec Shand helmet and I couldn't tell what it was. Oh. And I was literally taking a picture of it with my phone and I was going to send it to John and say, oh, my God, is this Darth Revan? <laughs> and as I'm like, as I'm texting this to John, my kid's like, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I don't know whose helmet this is. And he's like. It's it's Boba Fett's girlfriend, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I felt so stupid. I was like, oh yeah, all right. Oh man, that's great. So and then the last the last little bit of news that I've got. Um, so and speaking of sequel era stuff, however, so uh, speaking with movie TV, John Favreau was um, was talking and uh, he said he had something interesting to say about um, some of the stories that are being looked at and the time period that they, they take place in. So he says, there's definitely a conversation that, that's going on. And then also what happens after the sequel trilogy, because the sequel trilogy only takes place over the course of a few years. And it's a big thing on the screen. And it's very be- very eventful, but it's a relatively brief moment in history over the course of the thousands of years that Star Wars takes place. And so what happens after it is interesting too. And I know that there's some discussion, exploration going on about what happens after it. So I think that there are certain markers that we have. It's almost like studying ancient history where you kind of know a few things that happen, but there's a lot of murkiness in between. And we just don't have archaeological evidence in the real world to know exactly what happened. So we kind of connect the dots. So a little cryptic, but he is he is hinting that they are, there are conversations going on to, uh, about content that could be taking place post sequel trilogy. So, which ties into some of the stuff that we've heard as well. So it'll be interesting. I, I can't wait till we start to get some of these uh, reveals, hopefully at celebration. So I'm hearing that, that there's some news that, that we're going to be getting about something like that. It always matters with who's involved, right? Like if it's Filoni, Favreau, they're, they're kind of like trusted you know, from the fans and if they're handprints on it. Exactly. Well, yeah. it depends. The golden touch. The, they they yeah. have, they have the magic ingredients. Like they are the ingredients, you know, anything they do. Is what, what were you going to say, John? I was going to say like the, like Andor was a huge risk and it was successful because that was someone that wasn't really yeah. a Star Wars person, you know? So, so it just depends. Sure. Because sometimes you, if you give it to Filoni and Favreau, you know it's going to be rad. But uh, sometimes there's new people that come in and they just blow you away too. So I think Filoni and Favreau definitely have their finger on the pulse of what the fans want to see. I think yeah. it's what's interesting is when you've got somebody else that comes in from outside that that brings us something that we didn't even know we wanted until we see it, and then and then that just expands the universe even more. Correctamundo. Yes. 
I just noticed yes. John's mustache is gone. So, and then it is. Dude, it, it is. It shifted, it shifted over screens to you. Like, it, yeah, it went. Did somebody smack John so hard it flew across I heard, the country? I heard John talking and I looked down at all. Who is that guy? <laughs> Who's this kid? <laughs> so he's like 24 years old, man. It's 24 year old John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one one other piece of news that we can talk about. No, it's okay. One other piece of news we can talk about. And I don't have this up in front of me. Um, I know that we were talking about it on and off during the week, and I just it just didn't make it into my notes um because I was kind of collecting a little more info on this. But um we we've got uh some rumors around some shuffling of the deck around some of the um some of the feature work that that we know Lucasfilm had been talking about, including the uh the 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 Rogue Squadron film. Um that was going to be helmed by uh, the Wonder Woman director and writer, but uh, I, I I don't have it up in front. And I I know Stephen, I know you had been talking about this the other day. See, do you want to dig into this one a little bit? Well, no, I, yeah, it kind of ties in with with what you were just talking about with uh, the Favreau and Filoni thing. Is that um, Variety reported uh, that the Kevin Feige movie and the Patty Jenkins movie. Yeah are both no longer in production. And what what was so, what was interesting about that is it said it said that it was official and yet I haven't seen anything actually come out of Lucasfilm on that. So it's kind of why I was digging yeah. still. Um but they did say that the Taika movie, the Taika Watiti movie, yeah. he actually wants to star in it now. <laughs> um so I don't, I don't know yeah. how I feel about that. Take that for what you will. He can be an Angelin. Um, but I mean, you know, Lu- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, you know, I know Lucas Lucasfilm was really trying to end that Skywalker saga. So, I mean, if they want to do another trilogy of movies that are tied to the Mando verse, I'm down. Or if yeah. F- Filoni and Favreau want to explore whatever's in the rest of the galaxy going on at that time, I'm, I'm down. Where would you where would you guys point them if, if you had? OK, here we go. If you had the ability to point Favreau and Filoni in a direction of Star Wars to create story, to cr- to fill gaps, whatever it is, where would you where would you point them? Thrawn trilogy. Just don't don't make it a TV series. Just give me th- a three movies wow. of the Thrawn. So trilogy. I think you that that's, with that one. I feel like they need to do that with with in conjunction with the show. So we know that there's a Thrawn tie into the Ahsoka show, but what I'm hoping is like they'd make him sort of the, the Thanos mm-hmm. and tie it in. Like, so mm-hmm. over the course of a couple of years, they can thread him into Ahsoka Mando skeleton crew and then give us a feature film. Would it be, right. would it be before uh, like before rebels or, or where, wherever Ezra goes, like, would it be tie into the show? Like, like after it could be before there's a comic. It that, could that be all of it. A lot of stuff. Yeah, us- I mean that's what I'm saying because like the like the the Ghost crew, the Rebels crew, Ahsoka, Mando, all them, you know, yeah, they can deal with Thrawn on on that the show. Disney Plus series, right? right? But then Han, Luke, and Leia, and and the New Republic, they can deal with Thrawn in another way, in 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 a, in a movie, yeah, like a, a trilogy of movies or whatever. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be Han, Luke, and Leia. I mean, they could adapt. Those the Thrawn trilogy books with, I, I guess other characters. Yeah, because I, I I just said to get away from the Skywalker saga. But, yeah, dude, you said that so know. fast. You were like, 
Or you've already thought of this. Like, Dude, I've been thinking about that since like the 90s. <laughs> I want to see more of the sequels. You know what I would pick? But... Oh. And not necessarily yeah, like first just order. that. I mean, is it all gone? Is it is it like all of it? Like it's a time period that's just kind of blank right now. But because we're getting a lot of mm. everything else. You know what I would do? Uh Knights of the Old Republic. Or 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 Shadows of the Empire. I don't know if you guys are familiar oh, with that. Okay. Yeah, right? Yes. Right? Get 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 us some dash Prince, dash rendar cannon action going Prince, on. Prince Prince Caesar. Yep. Nice. Prince Caesar. You know who needs yep, to be yep, the yep. director? Those are the two I would do. I either want to see Revan. What? You know who needs to be the director of that? Who? I can't think of his name. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Man, you're wow. old. Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson. Oh, dad moment. Come on. Dude, yeah. Well, I either want to see Keanu as Revan, which would be sick, or I want to see Shadows of the Empire. They can do a deep fake for Luke, and uh, we can get some Dash Rendar. And who's, oh, we get Chewbacca with a flat top. Yeah, who's, yeah. Who, who has to? Who's your fan casting for Dash Rendar then, John? Oh, uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. I I, I pick Brian actually. <laughs> with that, that, with that glorious stash, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, like a competitor of Han Solo's, like oh, another like smuggler. Actually, another dude. Another thing I want to see is, and I was so Total hoping badass. that they were going to bring this into the Kenobi series, but I wanted one of the Inquisitors to be um, Sam Witwer. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, that would have been Mark a Hill, really yeah. nice tribute <clears throat> and make him canon as well. Oh, that'd be really so cool sick. to see that part. Yeah, The Apprentice. I'd love. Uh, I'd love focus on Vader, like a trilogy just on Vader, just murdering stuff. That's you all. Talking about blood. the prequel, just oh. blood, just slaughtering people, Ewoks, anything. If inside. they adapted, if they adapted some of his comics, it would be great because there are some uh, comics like that where he's just destroying people. I do like that. Or Dude, I rewatched. I rewatched Kenobi. So, so, so Kenobi was, was really good. I was, I felt a little bit like, oh, that's it. I wish there was a little bit more. That's kind of how I felt when I first saw it. But I got to say, I downloaded all six episodes and watched it on my last flight from Boston to home. And, and I just watched it back to back to back like a movie. It watches so much better with no gaps. It, right. I'm telling you, dude, the and the Patterson cut. cut the, the I watched one that I was it. Yeah. Guys about. The, was the really flow good. is, yeah. the flow is so much better. I, I wish I, obviously the series came out for a reason. Disney knows what they're doing. They're trying to make a lot of cash and they're doing it. But but for a theater, it would have been really cool to see in one big shot, one big swath. And um and just watching Vader walk down that one village and just randomly picking people in the in the alley and murdering them. I'm like it's it's not this is almost I'm gonna sound like a psychopath right now, but there's something kind of cool about that. <laughs> I don't know, like I, I shouldn't I shouldn't even Oh yeah, it's it's like the Michael Myers or the oh. or the, the Halloween of, of Darth but Vader. But I don't right? cheer for Mike or My, Mike Myers. I, I want you know, I cheer for the for everybody else. It's like Vader absolute I'm authority, of, you know. Vader, it's like and then I see this tortured Anakin inside. Dude, he's just snapping Dude, necks. Just, yeah, he's just snapping. Just so brutal. Cash and checks. Man. 
<laughs> Republic credits. I don't know. Where were we? That is it for the news. <laughs> Damn. We uh, went sideways. So, hey, <laughs> hey, Brian, before we get yeah. into the next segment, um, you know how you're always like complaining about Dave Filoni talking about hope? Mm-hmm. So, so for this week's episode, I... I took the time and I, I made you a little something new. Yes. Oh. Yes. Shall we do what we do? Crosshair. <laughs> what? <laughs> What was that? What the hell was that? (laughs) Wow. That was like like one of those videos where like the guy's like, oh, I made this beautiful I made this beautiful melody and I added it to the song and then he just starts like mashing on the guitar and it's just like "Ah." (laughs) Alright guys, this is our episode review of the Bad Batch Season 2, episode 12 titled The Outpost with a runtime of 32 minutes. This episode was directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and showrunner Brad Rao. Uh, This episode was also written by Jennifer Corbett. A new friend is made on a harsh and unforgiving outpost planet. Um, I got to start off by saying Crosshair is back. Uh, he is being briefed on a new mission by a Lieutenant Nolan. Uh, he obviously hates clones. He calls them used equipment. That was a funny um, I, this guy was just, from the minute he uh, appeared on screen, I wanted to slap him, right? Yeah, more than slap. When he's pretty much outranked by everyone, even though he's in charge, right? <laughs> right. Um, our clones land on Barton four. We see droids moving cargo. Um, and there's only three clones left. Uh, we're introduced to Mayday. Commander. Uh, and the clones say they've waited 36 rotations since they made a, a distress yeah. call for help. Um, and when he says this, he still gets attitude from <laughs> Lieutenant Nolan. Again, <laughs> I wanted to slap this guy. <laughs> What did you guys think about uh, the banter going on between Nolan and uh, Mayday? Loved Mayday. Mayday's, Mayday's clearly not having it. So, yeah. Com- uh, Commander, right? Yeah. He says, Commander, it's Commander yep. Mayday. And I was How waiting. many missions have you commanded? I was waiting for it. And by the way, Mayday's look, is, Mayday's look is awesome. Dude, yeah. it, oh, I thought of the Moon Knight. Yeah. Moon. Straight up Moon oh, Knight. Yeah. Kind of looks like a mummy. <laughs> Moon Knight, but he's frozen. He's chilling. There you chilly. go. That was chilly moon night. Um, <laughs> we're so we're introduced to Mayday with they've only got a few clones left. He says that his squad is all dead uh, because of of raiders. Uh, so they've been getting um, raided by locals. Um, and as they're talking about this, uh, <laughs> the raiders they actually attack the base and they blow up the lieutenant's ship. Uh, Crosshair is blinded by this. And he sort of misses his kill shot, but he still chases the raider into a cavern where he meets up with Mayday. Um, 
then we then proceed to see two more clones die um, that belong to Mayday's company. Uh, and as uh, Mayday and Crosshair are sort of standing there trying to pay their respects to these, you know, fallen brothers, these fallen clones, Lieutenant Nolan walks in again and starts berating them for just standing around. Um, he then sends Crosshair and Mayday to go out into the snow, find the lost cargo. Um, navigating through the ice caverns, Crosshair steps on a landmine. Uh, this was like my favorite part of, of the episode, I think. Um, except for the end, which we'll get to in a moment. But uh, So they're navigating through the ice caverns. Um, Crosshair steps on a landmine, which... I don't think this would ever happen to Crosshair. This was like, uh, I, I think this was like a plot device to kind of, yeah, you know, they, they did that forcefully. To bond those dudes. Right? Cross, Crosshair I mean, wouldn't you have guys ever think one. Crosshair would not no. have done this. No. What, what do you yeah, think, Brian? He did. He kind of did a few things in this where it was like, he misses a shot. That explosion like blinded him that bad. The landmine. Seems well, he had he had the thing down. Yeah. You know? Technically, he didn't miss that shot, but it wasn't a kill. Mm-hmm. It seemed it seemed right. a little. Those catch up on the ground. But I do I do get that. He still uh, it. it was a bonding moment for him and Mayday. It was very sweet. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Mayday is essentially he's like fixing this landmine for Crosshair. Um, and while he's, you know, trying to disarm it, um, he's, I guess, making small talk to kind of try and calm the situation to distract calm the situation bit. down. Yeah. And and he asks Crosshair, you know, so what what unit are you from? And right there, I was just like, I started getting the, you know, the the tension. I could feel what Crosshair was feeling. And he's like, Clone Force 99. And then he he tells you know, Mayday, you know, Mayday asks what happened to him. And there's like the slight hesitation from Crosshair. And you want, you like, you think he's going to say they're all dead. But then he says they're all gone. 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 Yep. yep. And I was just like, oh. right there, I could feel it. I could feel Crosshair was just like, he started missing them more and more. I mean, you got all these clones that just died. This guy lost his whole unit. Mayday and Crosshair are kind of like two two sides of the same coin at this point. And Mayday took him in like no questions asked, essentially. Like, You're you know, clone. What's your brother? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Welcome aboard. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I 100%. think he was feeling that camaraderie, um, you know, that, that you know, and, and they, yeah, they, they were he bonded. That he had the felt. It, it, right. Well, that he'd been missing through, since his brothers have been gone. It, it started earlier, you know? too, when he was like, oh, CT9904. He's like, or what did he say? Like, or what else do you like to go by? Or, or what's your, what's your name? He's like, he thought about it for a second. Oh yeah. And then he what's your like, call sign? Slight hesitation. Yeah. 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 He's like, should I trust him? Should I, you know, should I? Cause he could have said, what does it matter? You know, but, he could have been a douche, but, no, but he, no one, none of your business. No one in the empire right. calls him crosshair. They call him CT99904. Exactly. Oh, huh? So that was his first time. Only like, his bros call him crosshair. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Mayday frees Crosshair from the landmine. Uh, they proceed through the ice cavern. They come across the raiders 
um, in the mountains. They take them out easily. I mean, these guys are just, I kind of felt like for crosshair, it was just like the good old days, right? Just taken out back to back. Um, he blows up the other landmines in front of these raiders. Turns out the cargo that they've been stealing, the cargo that these clones have been sacrificing their lives for, is the good stuff. <laughs> Stormtrooper armor. <laughs> yep. The Macquarie And style. so Mayday and Crosshair are just taken aback, to say the least, at what they've been protecting. Um, Avalanche falls. They're running away from the snow. Mayday pushes Crosshair out of the way, essentially saving his life. Yeah. When they wake up, Crosshair struggles and he still got crawls buried. back. To he still Mayday. got buried. I thought I was like, he still got buried. Yeah, but he was yeah. he was he was about to hit that rock. He was about to hit that rock and Mayday pushed him. Back. <laughs> like, was that what is that what you guys saw? When the snow buried. Yeah, I, I think he pushed him so it could be on the other side. When the snow buried. Yeah. yeah. When the snow buried. So like it goes over. I was like completely covering him. This is it. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> like it's happening you were on edge the whole episode like every yeah. moment this is it dude just just paint Shit blows up over there just paint imperial it. crosshair in like a light blue icicle kind of vibe you know put put some uh like a ghost put some powderish material all over like we'll get we'll get a couple cans of that christmas tree like spray on snow <laughs> And we'll, yeah. we'll flock you. We'll do that. We'll bring that to, to London. And like right before we go out, we'll flock you. And you can just go out covered in snow. Hey, Brian, just turn around. That actually. Perfect. You don't even have to paint your kit. Just leave it oh, white. We need somebody with a, we need somebody with a just a clone grunt that we can like put the wraps on. Have them bring that. We'll do. We'll right. floss toilet we'll paper, Brian, and they can just like limp through celebration. The toilet paper, dude. Just fine. bring a roll of toilet paper, and the first time <laughs> you see a celebration, just freaking. You're made it. Just they don't have a choice. We're gonna do it. Remember, remember being high schoolers and just freaking toilet paper in the yeah. house. We're gonna do that to a clone. Stand, nice. stand by, London. That's pretty much it. All right, stand by, London. Right on. Um. Now, what Crosshair does next, which uh, I I think was very out of his character. He takes his helmet off and he, he gives it to Mayday to help him breathe. I've never seen a sacrificial uh, gesture come from Crosshair until now. Yeah. And at, at this point, this is when I was like, okay, this is when the redemption is, is starting. He's starting. He can turn. feel one thing. Yeah. He, like feeling one thing is, is feeling something of, of redemption is, is one thing. But this is the first action behavior he's taken, especially when they um, he, he carries when him you go back to earlier too when he talked about oh I don't want to be left with you because he was basically made the comment about just leaving him behind and there he was oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's contemplating don't, it you don't let me die yeah. under your watch yeah. um so we see we see crosshair carry Mayday back to the base um he's I think they spent overnight in snow. Yep. Um, I'm surprised Crosshair didn't die from from exposure, but uh, you know, uh, Crosshair carries uh, Mayday all the way back to the base. Nolan tells all the other stormtroopers to get back to work as they watch, uh, and Mayday is dying before him while Crosshair is begging for a medic. Nolan says, "Clones are a waste of the Empire's resources," and Mayday dies. 
Nolan tells Crosshair, get back to work because clones are expendable. Crosshair is on his knees, looks up to the sky, sees the ice vulture circling, which fun fact was voiced by D Baker. Mm-hmm. Also eagly. <laughs> also eagly. Crosshair puts two and two together. And because he doesn't have a chip in his brain. Mm. Shoots Lieutenant. Uh, uh, Nolan point blank. Passes out, wakes up on Mount Tantus where we see, in my opinion, is the female tech. (laughs) (laughs) I have a family. It's no big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and the episode ends there. I have a theory. So what if, what if they're cloning, what if they clone him to make the death troopers? Ooh, maybe he already looks, I mean, they already look like him. That's kind of solid. They're they're, ta- they're totally tall. They're death. skinny. They've got the black and green. I totally got Death Trooper vibes when Crosshair put the the flashlight at the end of his at the end of Fire Puncher. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked just like a Death Trooper rifle. Damn, that's a cool idea. I'm just saying. And aren't Death Troopers uh, lobotomized? I they're they're supposedly very like chemically robotic. Enhanced. They're they're enhanced in some way for sure. They're taller, right? They're they're different stature altogether, right? As, yeah, as his crosshair. Big, big as his crosshair. I don't think he's that tall. He always comes across as kind of tall um, and thin, just like the Death Troopers. If we are calling that, Ryan, what you got? Six, six. that lady lady tech, then we successfully did not make it through an episode without tech in it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> what is the problem? I, I don't see any problem whatsoever. Which, which I was about to say, like, the best part about this episode is tech wasn't it. <laughs> I'm about to drink some tech right now. Hold on. Mm, delicious. Okay, so, Brian, I'm I'm anxious. I'm eager to, to hear what you have to say about about I your mean, boy, man. We've We've waited... We've waited nine episodes to see him, and he's back. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm on a work trip, and uh, I woke up super early this morning and was I've been driving all day. And uh, I messaged you guys because I'm like i on, I'm on, like, country roads. Like, there's, like, no one around. So I, was like, I put it on my phone, and I was, like, checking it out. And it was, like, the opening scene of him. And I was just like, yes, okay. Finally. <laughs> We're getting a Crosshair episode. Thank you. Um, and, but needless to say, he was a little sad in the first scene. He looked a little, he was like, oh, Pouton. He, he looked. Yeah, dude. He's seeing all his clone brothers, like, get yeah, retired. He, but, I mean, it started off, like, like right away. I'm, I got to be quiet, too. Sorry. But um, it, it started off right away w- with that feeling of, okay. This is the episode. This is this is it. This is where he's sitting here going, like we're done. Like you know, uh, the, 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 oh no, uh, Brian, you there? This officer is... lady's walking by, talking about. He literally like, started yeah, talking about we're the done. thing he's here to talk about, and for us, you need to move on, right? She's <laughs> no. telling the other clones that. Wow. Um, that was you there, buddy. I mean, it started from the beginning, and then yes, um, 
I don't have another word for him, but bitch boy. So you're gonna have to just keep beeping that out. But <laughs> when that dude rolls in and just is like, why is your helmet not on? You know, what do you want? Why, you know, why aren't you giving me attention and doing his thing and crosshairs like out put, of uniform? Yeah, putting his helmet on and he's just kind of like, really? I gotta answer the, to this guy. And uh, I love the scene when they get in the ship and they get out and the clone like bumps him. Like shoulder checks him. the lieutenant. He's a lieutenant, right? That one. And he shoulder yeah, checks. Him. I thought that. I thought that scene was was super awesome. Um, it, it it drove me not to go back to to what I'm watching the episode. You know, half paying attention while I'm driving. Because uh, it was early in the morning, I was driving up and I'm driving east. I'm like looking into the sun, so I couldn't the scene, the whole middle part was black and I'm like watching it now finally where I can see. And uh, it was just driving me crazy because I couldn't see it. So I, I was just listening. I had no idea what was going on. I was just like, oh, I need to know what's going on. Ah. You guys are going to start messaging and going crazy. Um, but the, those, the, uh, what were the birds? What did you say they were? Uh, ice vultures. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out like what the significance is, because definitely at the end I, he was just so fixated on them. You, you know they what? Eat the corpses. I, that's what I, exactly. I think he looked up and he saw, um, he saw what do you call it? The, you know, they're disposable, right? The whole the whole idea that hey, you're just there, that's you're gonna the- die. That's why he said, "Leave, just leave him there and get back to work, because he knows the vultures are going to come down and just take care Clean of him it. up. Yeah, that they're just there. They're just yeah, yeah. they're yeah. disposable. Yeah, um, yeah, it's trash. Uh, I mean, this, I think that was the nail in the coffin kind of thing. That episode just kept having point. I mean, doing him and Mayday were like kind of storming that little village. That was super awesome. Um, just kind of like seeing him get to do doing crosshair things in just action, being crosshair." Uh, which is super cool, but the, I mean, all, all these moments, and we've we've kind of touched on them too. Is these moments of reflection where he's just going, "What am I doing? I'm a clone. Like these guys are my brothers. These these are who I know." Um, I, I thought it was the writing on this episode was cool, not just because it was crosshair, but it was. Do you remember the language that he was that he was using when he? And the last episode of season one, when he's talking to his brothers and he's like, and he's trying to convince Hunter and Echo and everybody, Hey, we, we have a place in the empire. Why? Because we're superior. That's why they want us. We, we have more work to Dang, do. Like they, they know who we are. Yeah. He was so brainwashed yeah. um, by that philosophy and, and to see it totally unravel where basically he's just standing by waiting for a job. Like there's nobody's going to him running to him. Hey, we need you to do this really incredible mission. No, we need you to go guard some freaking crates. Yeah. Like <laughs> some armor yeah. for your replacements. So, so there's, yeah. there's certain duty and jobs in the military that are just like, you know, there's some really cool missions and there's really, really, really cool jobs. And then there's supply. Yep. Hey, go to, go to the supply depot and stand guard. Dude, like if you're a senior guy, like really senior and really like dialed in and you're asked to do that, something is terribly wrong. 
right? Something ain't right. Yeah. Something ain't right. He literally saw the vulture circling. Literally. Point. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's. Um, okay, guys, what do you, what do you think the outcome is going to be for Crosshair? I, let, let's say, let, let's say this. Best outcome. Worst outcome. Worst outcome. <laughs> Best outcome. He breaks out and somehow reunites with the boys in Omega. Reunited Worst. They so use good. his DNA for something and then just discard him. Right. That'd be bad. That'd be really just bad. Dead. Suck I still- his life force out. Sorry. I still think Plan 99 is the rescue mission to get him out. I wouldn't okay. doubt if we don't see Crosshair next episode and it flashes now <laughs> to, to Delta or whoever, Scorch, trying to find the Bad Batch, and then they realize, oh, wait, Omega's with them? We need to get them all. Like I think that's going to be probably the focus moving forward. It better not be another Sid mission. I'm tell you what. Well, <laughs> I think, I think you guys, you guys know that I have, I have a guest writing credit on the show, right? So I can tell you what happens next. Okay. So Cad Bane's going to come back there you go. and, and he's gonna, he's gonna obtain Omega again to take her back to the cloners at Mount Tantus and then the rest of the batch are going to call up Rex and Echo. And they'll be like, we got to get our girl. We got to go get her back. And then when they come, when they, when they go rescue Omega, they'll be like, oh, hey, what's up, Crosshair? Come on, let's go. Dun, 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 dun. I, I was going to say that whole thing except for the Cad Bane thing. So that's a nice plot twist. And then there you go, John. You'll get your, your, you'll get your, uh, your rematch with Cad. And, uh, yeah, that's what I want. He, then, he, he, then I want Hunter, him to win too. Then Hunter can pull out Cad Bane's toothpick and hand it over to Crosshair with <laughs> and be like with his drool on it. So saying Crosshair. Oh wait, yeah. and then there's a moment. There's a moment when uh, like Cad Bane is gonna is gonna shoot Omega, but then Crosshair jumps in front of Omega. But then when you Second think price. Omega's Crosshair is going to die. Then tech jumps in front of crosshair. Nope. <laughs> but then it hits his computer and now he's down a computer, but he reaches into his pocket and pulls out another. <laughs> the end. Oh, man. You, you know what? Uh, it, it's, it's cool that I, I kind of, when they first showed Mayday, I had this like vision of him being some other long lost clone that, we have we've forgotten about you know that's like oh my god it's wolf or like you know something like that um but yeah. he was an important part of this he's 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 who reminded crosshair of who he is it was cool we got to convince luke to make a mayday he can be our mayday and then get his butt to there learn. you go yes oh he's your mayday <laughs> sweet 10 out of 10 um, this episode. all right guys Thank you for not killing him in Adelaide. Great episode. But daddy is a state of mind. You know what I'm saying? I'm your daddy.
right, guys. Now we are on to our episode breakdown of The Mandalorian Season 3, Chapter 18, The Minds of Mandalore. Uh, with a runtime of 45 minutes, this episode was directed by Rachel Morrison, a new director for Mando, uh, written by Jon Favreau, of course, uh, with a description, The Mandalorian and Grogu explore the ruin of a destroyed planet. Uh, so our breakdowns are a little bit different than our episode reviews, uh, breakdowns. We'll just do it like last week. I'll go through bullet points and then you guys can discuss. Uh, so we open the episode on Tatooine. Uh, there are Bunta Eve pod races going on. Uh, and we've got a Rodian whose speeder has been stripped apart, goes to Pelimoto to fix it, but it turns out Peli and the Jawas are the ones who stripped it. Um, Mando drops in. And he's looking for an IG memory circuit. Peli says, look, Grandpa, they don't make those since the Empire. Um, and then Peli convinces Mando to buy R5-D4 at half price. Uh, and we see R5 is clearly scared. Um, now, I, I got I to gotta say, Raimi, do you know the story or can you educate us on the story of R5-D4? Because I know he has a history, right? So Dude, I mean he's, he's that's yeah. that's the droid that had the the bad motivator. bad motivator from a new hope. So like when when they've got the Jawas have the droids lined up and 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 Uncle Owen is going down and picking out the droids, he picks C3PO and he picks R5 and not R2D2. And as R5 is starting to roll out, you know, he blows that motivator and yep. and, and looks like Uncle Owen, this one's got a bad motivator. And then then he and then C3PO like gets R2 points out R2 and then he buys him instead. So, so we see that one. And now in the, there's some books that actually go, this is what you wanted. <laughs> there's some books that, that go into this. So the, so in the, uh, the certain point of view books, which are, there's one for, uh, a new hope and there's one for empire strikes back. And God, I hope this year we get one for return of the Jedi. Cause these are just great. So the, these books are what like the characters that are just off screen. So, you know, if you want to, if you want a story about like from the point of view of the Dianoga in that's, that's in the trash compactor or what, like there's a stories for all these. So one of them is about uh, a conversation that R2 and R5 have as they're in the Java transport. And R2 basically convinces R5 that he has to do his duty to the, to, to the rebellion. And he's actually going to be like saving. And so R5 actually blows that motivator on purpose to get R2 to stay with 3PO and, and be able to continue on. So, so if, uh, if those books are part, part of the canon, R5 was doing his part to help there. Thus creating uh, the meet between R2 and Luke. So really R5 saved the galaxy. That's, that's he's the that's hero. I see right? it. Yeah, exactly. So, so, and now, and now he's back and, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I, th I think they've all but said straight up, like this is the same R5. So, um, and oh, yeah. R5 the, the weathering, the weathering sure. details that you see, like where, where the oil would leak, would have leaked out of him from the motivator explosion stuff. Like it's all still there. So yeah, that was in season one. Oh, for but sure. he got an oil bath. <laughs> he was super clean. He looked great. Yeah. Good as new at half price. <laughs> Basically. All right. So we get the opening title sequence and then we see Mando, flying to Mandalore. He's showing Grogu the planets in the system, including where he was raised on Concordia. That was cool. That was cool. Right. Yep. Um, and then he, he's talking about how he's actually never been 
to Mandalore proper. Um, and let's see, they land on, uh, they land on the planet. Mando sends R5 to get an air sample. R5 just isn't having it, but Mando's like, I'm not asking. Get out there. <laughs> um, so we see R5 try and get the air sample. Um, he disappears. So Mando pressurizes his helmet, which I don't think they've that was new. mentioned that yet. This is the first time we saw a Mando. Darth uh, a Mandalorian, right? And yeah, he had the breathing sounds going on. Right. Um, so he goes after R5. He's attacked by Alamites, which, okay. So Alamites, this is like a new thing that we haven't seen before in Star Wars, right? I was getting, I was getting major like Macquarie vibes. Slee stacks, off man. Their design. You guys remember Land of Lost and the Slee stacks? That's that's I, before so your time. I remember them, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> dude. They're... So I was I was trying to do some research on these Alamites. You're right. Twitter says Twitter's been saying that they're homage to the Morlocks from the '60s movie, The Time Machine. That's it. That's it. Yes. Mm. Um, that's it too. I haven't seen it, dude. But... That's an old. It's an old. So people my age, really, <laughs> really old people, would know that that vintage movie and mm-hmm. um and there's these creatures that live underground sort of you know and, and so he goes back in time or actually does he go in the future or is it back in time it might be in the future and these the time machine yeah in the time machine and these, these very similar creatures very similar well it would make sense because it looks like mandalore is <laughs> well, like, stuck all in the post-apocalyptic right? basically yeah. Yeah. yeah it looks like the blade runner uh scenario uh, like all destroyed, you know, sort of futuristic, but destroyed. So during this fight that Mando's having with the Alamites, we see him whip out the, uh, the dark saber and he still <laughs> no, can't he use that. It's like, it's he's like in his, in his hands, that thing must be like a sledgehammer. He just can't swing that gracefully to save his life. Especially when later on in the episode happens. <laughs> he just, he just reverts back to his vibroblade and, punching have you noticed the way he fights and i think it's done on purpose i'm not saying anything about the acting i think i think he's kind of he's doesn't have finesse when he fights and what i mean by that is if you watch the other mandalorians and they fight and their style of fighting he's he's very scrappy almost like he was probably as a youngling kind of on his own at some point just figuring it out um he had some skills but yeah he's not very like he's good but he's not great and like, like when you compare him to someone like Bo Katan, like like if you see Bo though, Bo came and handled every single one, did everything, crushed that monster mechanical. But even before she used the the dark saber, dude, she was like using all the weapons the right way. She's just. I I think you're onto something, Joe, because like we were talking about last week, uh, with uh, Brendan Wayne being the the gunslinger, Latif is known as the brawler right on on mando so perhaps that's even just his fighting style is is like a like a brawler right like a knuckle boxer yeah but but i i almost think it's done on purpose though like i don't want to i don't want to make you know say anything negative against the acting because i think i think what we're seeing is what we're supposed to see and yeah absolutely and and um and there's there's different styles of fighting there's different brian you you guys all you guys that, that fight or roll or anybody that's listening there's there's technique 
And then there's some without technique, but they're still like badasses, right? They're still like rough. And it's almost like Din is more on that side and, and Bo is more refined and trained and graceful and movement. Experienced. And experienced, yeah. It's just, it's, but Din is still lethal, obviously, right? But he, again, she has to kind of, right. Well, I mean, he's, still kicks butt. he's a bounty hunter. He just, he does whatever, yeah. he did whatever it, it took to just bring in the bounty. Technically, he should have okay. died a bunch so of times he... already, right? Right. <laughs> that, that, that's the difference. Bo had so to we save see Mando um, wrap up this uh, this fight with the uh, <laughs> with the Morlocks. Um, Mando gets. Uh, it turns out that the air is actually safe to breathe. It's not poisoned. Cool. Um, Mando uh, then proceeds to go back into the into the mines with Grogu. Um, where he finds a Mando helmet, but he gets captured by a creature, droid, robot. I was getting major General Grievous vibes off it of this. It looks like thing. a robot, yeah. dude. Isn't that? Isn't he like the? Isn't he like? Isn't he like the Jedi from uh, the Force Unleashed? The uh, the Jedi called Kazdin Paratus. He's an Alina. He has the same type of like, like he's a he's a, he's like a living being, but he has this apparatus where it's sort of like a like like a spider, like what we saw on there. And I don't think it's the same thing, but it looks like something very, uh, very similar. Yeah. I don't know if you guys played that game, but <laughs> he was one of the Jedi. You're supposed to go hunt as you're, uh, as you're uh, playing a star killer. And um, I don't know. That thing was he, disgusting. Yeah. He looked like the thing from transformers. There's like a robot that looked like him. He's all skinny. Oh, yeah. the Yeah. Um, and then we see the Lassie moment when he says, Lassie, go to, go get help, boy. Go, go to Bo-Katan and get yeah. help. Dude, he knew exactly he what did. to do. It was cool because he he's teaching yeah. him, he's teaching him how to navigate. Like he's giving him lessons of how to be a man. He was telling him that's Concordia. And, that's um, this, that's this. luckily we had a droid that knew how to fly because Grogu would have just been sitting in the pod. Like what do I do now? <laughs> But um, but he knew exactly what to do. Yeah, and then and then he was like, "All all I was missing was just Bo-Katan. What's that? What's that, Grogu? <laughs> Din stuck in a well. What's that, boy? <laughs> yeah. And he's just making sounds, <laughs> these cute sounds that he does. But, 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 did you guys? Okay, do you guys hear this? This is like somebody had posted this, but Grogu has a word. That he says in everything. Is it bubble? Yeah. Or what bubble? It, what's the word though? It, is it hey hey? It's p it's p a t u pat patu. Yeah. Patu. He says it more than once. Yeah, he said that it is. in season one or last season. Patu. And he said, "Is that who Pelly thought he said to?" Or well, she thought he said, <laughs> he said his, her name. name. Her name, yeah. But that might have been the word. Speaking of the droid, Joe, where the heck would? Din have put IG eleven, dude. <laughs> it, the only thing he I could think of, the... the only thing I could think of is like an undercarriage. Um, you know, like I, I don't know if the N one has a has a mode to to strap on like an extra tank or fuel tank or a bomb or something. He's just he strapping just cords them to the in, to the bottom. It's Superman mode. Yeah, going light speed on the outside. Meanwhile, he's like just, just shooting stuff, <laughs> asteroids. That'd be kind of cool. He's got like hood ornament mode where he's just on the front. There, there you <laughs> go. 
Um, all right. So we see Bogotan. She gets into the gauntlet, which that ship taken off and landing was just so beautiful. Sick. So sick. Yeah. Um, she goes back for Din. Uh, Grogu takes her to the same spot. They go the same way again. She attacks. She she's she pushes Grogu out of the way because she's gonna attack these Alamites. She sees them totally. She sees something up. when you don't see anything. She senses it, right? Yeah. Um, that sequence. That sequence ahead. with her going down that corridor was just fire. Awesome. So good. Like that okay. was the that was the good guy equivalent of Vader's hallway scene in Rogue One. Like it her was just really, going really down good. that hallway, just perfect. That's and a great like she analogy. had the, the the shield on her gauntlet. We got to see oh, that so for the first rad. time. That was sweet. I want to. I want to make. I, I'm gonna make that thing. I I, <laughs> I don't have a bow katana, but I'm gonna make that thing because I want to make it. I'm gonna science the heck heck well, out of that thing. Uh, Paz uses it right. He uses it against uh, Din. Yeah, true. he does. Yeah, someone with gonna... it before, yep. like a light acrylic thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's it would like have the to Doctor be. Strange thing. Yeah. Yeah. So after Bo totally cleans up, um, she begins to explain to Grogu what the Alamites are. And it turns out that they were surface dwellers back in the good old Mandalore days, but they stayed on the outskirts. So I was kind of like equating that to like, they're like the Tusken Raiders of mm-hmm. possibly, yeah. Of Mandalore. Yeah. You know? Um, Cause they're clearly educated. They're, they're, they're a, an advanced species cause they use weapons they know how to attack. Did you see what she said to to Grogu? Specifically, the generic standard. Well, yeah, she said, "What are you looking no. at?" Well, no, like, did you think your dad? Mm, dad the only. Uh, she said, "Dad, yeah. right?" Yeah, was the only one. You're right. Like that was. And cool. she said, and she said, "Your kid too." When he was like, "How did you? How did you? You know, thanks for saving my life." You know, and she was like, "Oh, well, you know, it's your kid." He, yeah. he's the one responsible yeah she says it a bunch okay so then we see Bo-Katan is rescuing Din uses the dark saber to totally just whoop up on his droid effortlessly pretty, compared to Din pretty, pretty convincingly she, yeah she, she used to she used to. as if as if yeah, she's wielded she it before yeah classic which bow. Which we've actually never seen her wield it before, and yet it has been in her possession, but we've never actually seen her do anything with it no. until this. Yeah, the only time we've seen her is when she's like raising it in Rebels. That's right? it. That's it. That's, it. that's it. Yeah. Literally. But she had she it. Yeah, had she it. kicks ass. She obviously had it in her possession for some time, you know, uh, at, at some point for a long time. Like, you know, she obviously is familiar with it. Yeah. 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 Like, in, in, in the book of Boba Fett, the armorer is talking to Din about how, like, you can't fight it. You have to like, there's a, you have, it's almost like a dance. You have to, like, flow with the thing. Yeah. You have to connect with it. Um, Din clearly hasn't mastered that, and yet for Bo, it's effortless. But that's what so, I mean. Like, he's yeah. he's such a ruffian. He's yeah. so br- a brawler. Yes. Um, he's the, the gunslinger he, and the brawler, like like no technique, like, yeah. right? No technique, just just freaking yes. fisting it, but yeah, you know, brute force <laughs> by the skin so of his teeth. The armorer, the armorer, all obviously had you know access to the to the mines, right? For for the water and stuff. Um, I guess, yeah. you know, back in the back in the good old days. Do you guys think that maybe the armorer is the one who trained? 
bow on how to use it? Oh. Maybe they have a pass. She could have been she could have been like the the royal armor or something. Cuz we we see we see Bo kind of like have a a conversation about, you know, her father and her her life in you know, in the in the in the royal family. Um and it didn't sound like she really respected it too much. She I mean, she respected that the people respected it, but she didn't really care for the for the title. I, I kind of feel like maybe the armorer is up to something. Like she's she's privy to some knowledge that we don't know. Do you think she knows that Mandalore is habitable? Like those like the, she said the bads aren't there, nothing's there. But do you think she knows? I mean, she does kind of like dismiss Din in the other episode, right? In last week's when she's like, "This is the way." Like good luck. I don't. I don't know. There's so much there, man. Um, okay, so we see Bo. I'm just here for Grogu. He's so, he's so adorable. Dude, he's so cute, he's man. So God dang, he's so cute. Grogu of Abu Frick. Now he's flipping around like a Jedi. We see Bo take uh, take Grogu and Din to the mines. This is it. This is what Din has been preparing for. And she gives Din the full tour. And she reads the plaque that says, These mines date back to the age of the first Mandalore. According to ancient folklore, the mines were once a mythosaur lair. Mandalore the Great is said to have tamed the mythical beast. It is from these legends that the skull signet was adopted and became the symbol of our planet. Dude. And I want that plaque. <laughs> I want that plaque so bad. I want to put that like on my front door. <laughs> and she, I mean, she's like, you can, you can just hear her roll in her eyes as she's reading it. Like she doesn't buy it at all. She, yeah. Until she's heard it her whole life. Yeah. Until she starts, she's probably she's until she starts to watch Din and sees the convic- yeah. sees the conviction in what he's doing and the belief that he has, and then you can tell like it's amazing the amount of emotions that can be conveyed with characters wearing helmets, and yet you can tell that she is sort of taken aback and like has respect at least for his conviction with how how he feels like because dude, it's going both ways, out, you know. It's going both ways, though, the, the relationship between both of them and what they believe, right? So because she's like he, – he actually comes to to realization she was right, right? Like this is – you know, he's he's re- remembering what she had spoken about, agreeing with her after seeing Mandalore. And then now she's seeing him get in the water. And to your point, Ramey, like she's starting to witness – somebody who really believes in this. Yeah. Even if she doesn't believe it herself, she's at least respecting his convictions. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, she sees the mythosaur. Well, okay. Well, we're we're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) So Mando walks into the water and okay. Was, was Mando dropped? Did he fall in or was he pulled in? There was a light in like, I think it was pulled in like the, like the trash, Freaking dumpster the for episode thing, yeah. four, because yeah. he just sank right all the way down to the yeah, bottom. Yeah, he went boom, boom, swoop. Well, that best car's heavy, so that's that's true. Uh, true. The next thing we see is Bo rescues Din okay. again, again. Okay. Uh, Jetpacks her way up, and on her way up, Bo sees the mythosaur and poops her what, pants. Basically, okay. So what I yep. like is how Din essentially. Like, Din takes all his weapons out. He takes his cape off. He kind of like 
stripped down to just ceremonious bare essentials dips in the water as soon as something pops off bow's just like straight in water guns jetpack everything He's he's more like on the ceremony side, and she's more of like just jump to action. He he seemed yeah. kind of sorry yeah. during that whole thing too. He's just like, oh, he. he this was totally totally a hundred percent Bo's episode. His whole speech as he's walking out into the water, <laughs> I for my transgressions. Blah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like she was looking at him like, really, dude? Like grow up there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was rad to see that jetpack in water. Holy crap, that thing can move. I know, right? Yeah, that, that, was, can move. that was So are we gonna see a Mikasaur? Or what's next? We, we got a glimpse of one, but what happens next? Do you guys watch the, the opening preview? Like when like last week on yeah. the Mandalorian. Did you did you see how they like telegraphed the what the armorer was saying about the mythosaur, how the the myth- there's, like, there's always see, something like that, yeah. right? Like to see the mythosaur again, or the return of the myth mythosaur, is supposed to be the new, the new, the rebirth of Mandalore right. or something, mm-hmm. right? Foreshadowing. So knowing that, how will seeing the mythosaur motivate Bo-Katan's next move? A hundred percent, dude. She's gonna. She's yep. she's basically Han Solo. It's real. All of it. The Jedi. Mm-hmm. All of it. You know, it's like, hey, I've seen too much now. It's her moment. I, do, you, do you guys think that this is going to like force her to, to try and get the Darksaber? I think so. Now? I think so. Yep. She knows that she can't just take it. She's going to have to fight him. Yep. Or is that just She's another gonna- one of the myths that's going to get debunked? as part you know like based all on of these different se- every single one of these different sets has these beliefs they're just a bunch of bs right like it's just like for as much as she thinks rolls her eyes at din as being a child of the watch she's got just as many things as part of her like belief system that are just ingrained in what she was told and i think that it's all going to get torn apart and everybody's just going to realize we're all just mandalorian I'm with you. Mm-hmm. This is the season we're going to find out that the Mandalorian, plural for the Mandalorian, is still the Mandalorian, and it's not just about him. Or it's Grogu. Who's just he as the Mandalorian. Just as Who much the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian as anyone gonna, else in this They're going to change it to the Because when Din's explaining stuff, he's like, he says, you know, he says it in a way that is inclusive. He's like, you yeah. know, that's that's our people or whatever. It's worth noting now that it, we've had two episodes. In each episode, there was a an anointment ceremony that got interrupted. So neither one of them are completed yet. Like Ragnar's, yeah. Ragnar's didn't get done. Din's didn't get done. Well, that's what I, that's actually what I was going to ask next. Do you think that Din completed his redemption? Nope. I mean, he he, he went in the water. Baptism yeah. is full submersion. Check in the box. Yep, he went pretty deep. <laughs> like, is he is he gonna is he gonna go tell the armorer the like hey I, Lake Minnetonka we're good. He's like, I went two hundred meters down There's like no come picture. on he's got to prove it though how does he prove no it picture. how does he prove it yeah he's got to prove it does he ring out the yeah pictures are pictures are didn't happen yeah 
He just like brings a little cup of water. He's like, here you go. He's like, here it is. Yeah. I don't know, but Grogu flipping around like a little Jedi is pretty epic. Oh yeah, dude. His his skills when he did that flip, little front flips. Yeah. Needed that force push against that slee stack. That was oh, pretty cool. And when he was in a slee stack, I was forgetting name. The curly haired lady's name. When he was like Pelly, uh, Pelly Moto, Miss Moto. And then every time she, yeah, that was super Jawa, cute. I love it. <laughs> so funny, dude. She's I, I like hustler. her character. She's, I love that she's missing a tooth. She's, she's so raspy, like just scrappy. I could, I could go off for the spinoff like show her. with her and Gregor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. So Bo-Katan talks about earlier in the episode. She talks about working with many Jedi in the past. Do you guys think we're gonna see like a live-action Clone Wars flashback? Mm. Maybe, maybe Duchess Satine and Obi Wan there, or no. maybe not. Not in, this not show. in the budget. Not in this show. No. Not in the budget. Steven's gonna prove it all wrong. Show. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, here it is. Dude, 10 out of 10 oh. for episode well, Let me uh, show you guys a picture of episode three, which uh, <laughs> includes uh, a cameo from Ewan McGregor. And- <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are you going to say, Brian? 10 out of 10 this week with episodes. Both of them. And I've, I've only Both watched all my so stupid phone, so I can't wait to go home tomorrow and watch all my. Imagine, yeah. If those were good, imagine. Soak it in. And I, I need to get some serious crosshair screenshots. So, because he was in the light, full light, glorious light. Steven, your backdrop is sick too, by the way. Studio looking fresh. Oh, thanks, man. You missed the tour earlier. I gave I gave the guys a tour of the new I'll studio. I'll watch it on YouTube. Oh, missed next it. week. Oh, yeah. There you go. It was on our private messenger. Guys, that was a long episode. We got two two shows. I don't know how much longer we can do two episodes every week. <laughs> but uh, I think that does it for us today, guys. Uh, many of you have already ordered your Dad Batch family reunion shirt. Make sure you get yours today at thedadbatch.com. Wear it to our live panel at Star Wars Celebration London. Or wear it to one of our other family reunion events that we will talk about very, very soon. You can follow me at stevie.kicks on Instagram, sometimes Twitter. Gentlemen, let the listeners know where they can find you. Joe. Tech Dot Bad Batch. Ramey. TheDadBatch.com. John. At Alpha Ignition. And Brian. Uh, at On the Road Again. At Grogu is adorable. Uh, crosshair Mercs Bitch Boys <laughs> Alright Thank you again everybody For listening to episode 31 Of the Dad Batch Podcast Be sure to tune in next week For episode 32 And until next time Enjoy your spice Responsibly
it's it's Boba Fett's girlfriend, duh. 